For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I, of course, am your host, Anthony Donardo. With me is my co-host, Jim Rosati. Jim, welcome. It is Wednesday. It is cold, but welcome. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it is cold here. I have not been outside yet, but I was told the low today is quite chilly. That's actually not too bad. We're in the 20s right now. Yeah. Well, it's currently 24 in Pittsburgh, so good on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not too bad here in Jacksonville, I'll say. Um but it got really cold. I want to say it was what last Friday. It was like almost eighty degrees, seventy. Like so cold. Degrees. So I, no, cold. I know, right? <laughs> but no, for real, it was like seventy-six degrees. It was really, really nice. And then it was like the next day, it got into like the the thirties. So it's been quite cold here. But no, it's now back into like sixty degrees. So we're all right. Well, let's just hope like when spring training comes along. That weather's still there. Especially if you're attending spring training because you Especially. have that chance and that possibility this year. Exactly. You uh you heading down, Jim, still? Yeah, we are heading down. Um we'll be there like the second week of March. So yeah, should be exciting. Definitely. Yep. A lot especially of changes after last year. Well, especially after last year. I know you had you couldn't go. Um, but of course you had that whole fiasco with the reservations. I couldn't go oh as God. well, but I mean, I only, <laughs> I was only going by myself. Not with like, you know, all those people in a whole bed, whatever they're called. What was it? I forget. You don't have to name the company, but I forget what it was, but <clears throat> yeah. So anyways, um, but Hey, it is officially baseball season, Jim, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the Super Bowl. Let's go Bucks, right? Yeah. Um they're they're similar. I mean they're both named after pirates, so yeah. I mean it's almost like the pirates won the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's I think that was really the only reason I was like I mean, first off, I'm a Dolphins fan. I know some people probably know that, you know, through Twitter or whatnot, but I am a Dolphins fan. You know, I, I don't hate the Steelers by any means, but uh Dolphins fan 
much like the Pirates, you don't really have much to look forward to because they're not good ever. So, and I've hated Tom Brady like all my life, but I feel like the same reason I've hated Peyton Manning. Like I hate Tom Brady because I have to, because, you know, he's the Patriot. And I've hated Peyton Manning because he was breaking all of like Marino's records. But it just came to a point where it's like, you know what? Hey, Peyton Manning just so good. Tom Brady's so good. And I hate how likable Tom Brady is. Why has he turned into this guy that you can just like? Yeah. No, I know. Like his social media has been just excellent for the past <laughs> you know year or two. And it does. It is a shame because, yeah, you want to hate the guy. But then, like, you actually kind of see the specific side of him and you're like, oh, right. <laughs> like, why are you why are you so funny? <laughs> why are you such a likable person? Like, I could seriously right. hang out with you and not want to yeah. just punch you in the face every time I see you. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the Bucks kind of like that adopted team of mine this year. And I was glad to see them win. I was pulling for them. But again, mainly just because, like, they actually have a chance. <laughs> but it's like, hey. The Bucks. I can root for the Bucks this year and be happy. So I don't know, but that's over. Like I said, it's now officially baseball season. the uh, The trucks were loaded up yesterday to go down to Bradenton and Pittsburgh. Uh, we're just under a week away from pitchers and catchers. And uh, as mentioned, uh, it's like I think fifty or are we at forty nine days now for opening day. Forty nine days, Jim, uh, till opening yeah. day. Wow. Okay. So how about that? Not bad. Not bad. That's uh, it's less than 50. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> There's that early morning analysis we provide you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exciting. Baseball season's coming up. Pitchers and catchers reporting soon. Um, yeah, we'll have spring training games here in, in no time. Three weeks, basically. Yeah. Yep, yep. So with spring training upon us um, – Still, like, there's not a whole lot to talk about as far as any new acquired pirates. I mean, it's all been prospects, 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 right? And we've broken down some trades and such, and, you know, it is what it is. But it's not as if we've been able to talk about, you know, the, the major league club in the sense of, you know, the, the new faces or whatnot. Um, I guess there's maybe a – there was a signing this week. There's something we maybe be able to talk about. Chazen Shreve. Signed with the Pirates as a minor league deal, so still not not a major league deal, but it was a minor league deal. Major league, um, if he makes the majors, a one point five million dollar deal. He is a reliever. I mean, we had a conversation last week that the Pirates, you know, should be signing some people. I think everyone knows the Pirates can and should be signing some people as well. I mean, there's you can tank, but also acquire things and still be pretty bad. Um, so. You know, what's your overall take on, on this guy? Um, so he's not like terrible, I guess, right? So I, I guess that's the way to look at it. Like, I preference like every time like the pirates <laughs> sign or trade for someone, like, well, let me start well, off. No. It's not terrible, but well, most no, because most people that they are signing are terrible, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, I'll actually give him the not terrible label. Like, lefty reliever, he's a guy who can pitch in the major leagues. He's shown he can do it. Um, he's shown he can do it somewhat effectively. Good strikeout rate. Um, fastball splitter, slider. I mean, had a pretty decent year last year. 
apparently there was a weird stat floating around. He had the highest strikeout rate of any lefty who pitched more than 25 innings last year. So on a Thursday with a full this is move. the movie major league right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Jason but yeah, it's the most strikeouts <laughs> after eight eleven PM when the lights are on and yeah, it is on, brisk 73 degrees outside. That's it. That's exactly it. But, um, no, I saw that stat flowing around. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, if you look at the bullpen, I mean, really, you had Sam Howard, and I guess there's Austin Davis, right? So, you bring he's another lefty to bring into that mix. I don't know if all three will make the team. Two will make the team. One will make the team. Who knows? But he's, like, he's not awful. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, that is true. It's, you know, in jest, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, of course – that's how this is going to start this conversation, but you're right. I mean, it's, he's not yeah. terrible. You know, when you look like the overall number, I mean, he's, he's not been good last year. There were some encouraging things that happened. Right. And now of course it was a shortened season. The good thing about him, I'll say is like within the shortened season, it wasn't as if he did this stuff on a smaller scale as well. Like it wasn't like he pitched 10 innings, you know, in the shortened season, like Mm -hmm. it was just 60 games, but he did throw 25 innings as a reliever. So like in the grand scheme of things, it was a decent amount of innings pitched in that year, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah, Like the numbers don't jump out at you. You know, he had a three, nine, six ERA big deal in that sense. Right. But he had a major jump in his strikeouts. And like you said, the most strikeouts by a lefty over 25 innings, apparently. Um, but yeah, like it, his fastball has some really decent movement. His splitter, you know, he has strikeout. And I think it's too, like you mentioned slider. He didn't really use a slider at all in 2019. It seems like he brought it back a little bit last year. And it was actually really good. Like it had a lot of movement on it. Um, I don't know. Like for being the Pirates, <clears throat> we know they're going to be bad this year right we'll get to that with the projections too they're going to be bad and maybe not chase chase and shreve we're talking of you know we wanted to get maybe some arms that had some upside but if you're going to go on the the bottom of the barrel per se this is kind of one of those guys like something happened last year it was a bit of a fundamental change um you know the strikeouts i mean he was average, I would say, in strikeouts. Last year, there was a really jump in, you know, in his strikeout rate. Um, and, and again, like his pitches were more effective. So maybe there's something there to it. And like, go ahead and take a flyer on this guy and see what you got. Um, he's 30 years old. You know, it's not as if he's, he's young. It's not like you were looking at this for like a future thing. Uh, I feel like maybe if you can get him on here and turns out to be pretty productive in the first half, then you have a trade chip on your side. Potentially, yeah. Um, and I'm not. I don't know if this is someone who they signed to flip, or I think this was really more just a bullpen depth move, more than anything. Um, but but like you said, he did have his. It was probably his best year of his career last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe something's clicked for him. I don't know. We'll see. He he. Um, I mean, he has pitched. He's been in the majors for a while. I mean, he's got over five years of service time. So 
he That's has right. he has um demonstrated that he you know can do it. That's someone's gonna bring up too. I mean, he has been in the majors pretty much substantially in, in his career. It's not like he's been up and down, up and down. You know, uh, he has gone to the Myers, but like also for pretty decent clubs. You know, he pitched for the Yankees for three and a half years. Then was with the Cardinals for like a year and a half. Then last year with the Mets. So it's not as if he's been jumping around from, you know, the rebuilding Royals to now the rebuilding Pirates to, you know, the Miami Marlins and stuff like that. Like he's been in some pretty productive clubs and he's been part of their bullpens. So like you said, he's he's not terrible. <laughs> Other teams have seen enough to put him in their bullpens. So he comes over to the Pirates after, as you mentioned, one of his best years ever. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there's something more to him. Maybe he's a late bloomer and he turns 31 this year and he finds a little bit more in the tank. Um, I mean, all clubs are going to need arms, you know, after last year. And like you said, it's probably not so much of a flip, but maybe there is a little bit more from Chase and Shreve than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Okay. He might not even make. He also might not even make the club. <laughs> there's, there's that. <laughs> there, there's that that potential, but yeah, I I see him kind of being, you know, if Howard continues to pitch the way he did last year, I think Howard's on the roster, and then maybe you've got this guy as another lefty or Austin Davis. Who knows? Right. Okay. Well, I think we can move on then. Um. So, <laughs> the next topic I guess we'll get into is, uh. MLB last night, they're, they're giving out their top 100 players. And I don't know, this got a little chatter with, with our group chat, so I thought maybe we could talk about it because I feel like it's, it's yeah. interesting. Um, they, they gave out their top, well, I guess their 80 through 100 list. Uh, they're doing it like every other night or something like that. But, but what struck is, you know, I guess Jim Callis stated that, you know, next year he could potentially see his pick is Gabrion Hayes making the top 100 of all the people that are on the list right now. He said, you know, Wander Frank, Rondo Franco was, is a guy that he could see, but he felt like he's not going to get the, the playing time this year to put it, you know, put him in there. So he goes, so really my next guy is, I feel like Gabrion Hayes will make my top 100. Now, I don't know, Jim. My take on this was, that's pretty damn aggressive. You know, I understand how good his 2020 was. But to call him out right now to say that's going to be a guy that you see in the top 100 baseball players in all of MLB. I don't know. I mean, do you see that from Cabrian Hayes right now? So, like, personally, I um, – obviously, we haven't seen a lot of them, right? But, uh, but yeah, I could, I could totally see that if he comes out and hits even just – a little bit like doesn't even have to hit the way he did last year, obviously. And uh, that's not really sustainable anyways, but let's say he comes in and he's a decent hitting third baseman. You couple that with his glove and then, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a four win player. Right. And I mean, then, then you're talking about your four win player. You're a, you know, a borderline all-star, maybe even, like, you're, you're a top 100 player. There's probably not too many. I, I bet there weren't 100 players in 2019 with four wins. Uh, so let me look it up. I, I wish I, yeah, I wish I did. Uh, but I guess, so here's the thing too. And you make a good point. I mean, we've always said the floor is high for him because just the glove alone will give him a few wins. That's how good the glove is. And 
He's not a terrible hitter. Uh, he could be a not terrible hitter. <laughs> but last year he demonstrated that he was a really, really, really good hitter. And I just don't, you know, I don't know if that's going to stick. You know, the thing about Cabrian Hayes that we've talked about, I mean, the minors, it's never really been there. The hitting's always been behind. Uh, he, he's been about average. I know in double A he had a really nice offensive season. But, uh, you know, outside of that, it's it's been like the bat's coming, the bat's coming. Now, last year he did have a little bit of a change in his swing. Certainly seen more loft in his uh, his hits, Jim, uh, as some home runs mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Um, but, like, I don't know if I'm ready to, like, I don't, that's just, like I said, that's just aggressive. Top 100 player, Cabrian Hayes. That's your pick. And and guys that were picked in the top 100 right now, just to kind of throw them out there, just give an idea. Like, you know, we'll start from 100 and we'll be ranked. Jeez. Uh, Randy... <laughs> Arizona. I mean, that guy broke. Who's still out. a rookie? He's still a rookie, technically. He wasn't even a top 100 prospect <laughs> last year. He was barely a top like 100 a top, prospect. I was say he Just was barely a top like a, 15 yeah, prospect in the Rays. I feel came out of nowhere, and then just had like the most insane last week or so of the major league season, and then his postseason was just absolutely insane. Right. Um, but by the way, I just looked 62 major league baseball players with over four wins. Okay. In 2019, by the way. Okay. Fair. Fair. So we, we, we're talking about top 100. So Trey Mancini, JD Martinez, Giancarlo Stanton, Tyler Glasnow, Josh Hader, Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis, Austin Meadows, Iron Buxton. Those are your 90s. I mean, that, see, like if I'm looking at that list, solid. Company, if I'm looking at that list, like Key Brian Hayes can certainly be as good as Kyle Lewis or Byron Buxton or Austin Meadows, for that matter. Mainly just because Austin Meadows can't stay on the field. But if Austin Meadows can stay on the really? field, then you know he's higher. But yeah, I I think Luis Robert, obviously out of that list, has probably the highest potential to jump up. Um, but no, I, I I could see Brian Hayes putting. I mean, Brian Hayes put up Kyle Lewis numbers last year. Kyle Lewis was AL Rookie of the Year, right? Yes. But they, if you look at their numbers, they, yeah, Brian Hayes was probably better than Kyle Lewis actually. And if if you if you make it, you know, sample size wise, I mean, Brian Hayes, what was he? Right, eighty at bats or so was better than Lewis's full season. Right. And, and I get that. And Lewis, obviously he came out to a really hot start too, and kind of tailed off. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel like too, like we're talking so highly about Cabrian Hayes. He didn't really have the time to drop off either. So all we saw was like this hot, hot few weeks, really amazing. And then boom, end of season. True. So, Anyways, what I wanted to say is because we did have a little bit of, you know, back and forth with this. And I, I'm, I'm looking at this list. And I want to tell you that I kind of agree with you. I mean, I still feel top 100 is aggressive, right? But, like, when I look at these players, that's good company. You know, as, as mentioned, you know, John Carlos Stanton, Tyler Glasnow, Josh Hader, Luis Robert, you know. But could I see Cabrian Hayes being in that company a year from now? I guess I could, you know, I'm not ready to anoint it. I'm not ready to stamp my name on it, Jim Callis, and say he's going to be, you know, my guy for the top 100 next year. But honestly, it's like, you know what? 
He really could. So it makes me start to think, you know, this this rebuild that's coming, you know, Cabrian Hayes, he doesn't have that Andrew McCutcheon quality. I, I, I don't think he does. You know, I, I think you're with me as well. Mm. Like he, he'll never be what yeah. Andrew McCutcheon was, right? Fair enough. Yeah, like I don't I don't think Hayes is putting together like eight win seasons. Okay. But you know, with this rebuild, he's he's likely to turn to the face. I mean, is this a guy that you can build around? I mean, is he gonna be do, do you feel just talking about this right now, do you feel that he can definitely be more than just a good piece, you know, around a championship team or, or more of a, a person that you can really build this club around? Um, I think he's going to be one of those players who, yeah, I think he, I think he's someone that you build around. Like he's someone who's a staple. He's a staple in your lineup every day. Is he going to be the best player on the team? I mean, hopefully not. Right. I mean, you'll have, you know, hopefully some other guys that pass him up eventually. I think right now, right. He, probably is the best player on the team. Um, well, that definitely yeah. has the, yeah. And he has the best pedigree of anybody on the team. Right. I mean, he's, he's really, he's really the only one out there right now who, well, other than Polanco, but he's kind of, I'm ready. I'm ready to slap the bus label on Polanco um, <laughs> after seven years or whatever. Um, but other than Polanco really Hayes is that only other guy um, on the offensive side who was, you know, has been consistently highly touted throughout his minor league career. Um, you know, he was, he was always a top 100 prospect. Um, now he's grow he's, you know, gaining some steam there. Um, his, it, it, it took him a while to develop and, and reach mm-hmm. the majors, but, um, but no, he, he's the best player on the team. So yeah, is he the face of the franchise right now? Absolutely. Um, it, if he's somebody, I said, I think eventually he gets passed up as that best player of the team. That, that's, I would hope so for, if we're, we're going to rebuild this thing the way we want to, but yeah, as of right now, best player on the team, you, you build around them as of right now. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And again, like I was just getting at here. I mean, that, that still is good company. I mean, if he becomes a top 100 player again, like you're talking about right now, Luis Robert, Josh Hader, Don Carlos Tan, you know I mean? These were. Dudes, these were studs. You know, Byron Buxton, Austin Meadows. You want to talk about you know prospect list too? Mm-hmm. The hype. I know their major league didn't really turn out as well. And Austin Meadows still, we're waiting. Like you said, injuries is the major mm-hmm. issue with him. But again, that, that, that's that's decent company to be with. Um, Kevin Hayes, exact same uh, war as Kyle Lewis last year. By the way, yes, I know. <laughs> I just looked it up. And, and the thing about this too is when I look at this list, I don't actually even like this list that this 80 through 100. I'm like, I, I don't know if I would put that guy. So there, I just guy above that. And yeah, I'm interested no, to see what the whole top too. 100 is. I think there's a couple people on here. I mean, since we're talking about it, I think there's uh-huh. a couple people on here who are just not in the right spot. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Brandon Nimmo is a top 100 player. Um, you know, these pitchers probably are all there. Um, Salvador Perez, I don't know. Wilson Contreras probably deserves to be there. 
but in the in the, the 90 list i'm not really too too bad at um like i said stanton when he's healthy is is obviously great but his problem is just staying on the field as well mm-hmm. i think yohan moncada is way too low i'm a big yohan moncada guy <laughs> Oh, I know so, you are. I think, You're a big like anyone on the White Sox and Padres. Right? I think he's. <laughs> I think he should be higher. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe interesting. Like I almost kind of want to kind of create my own list. Um, I think it would be interesting, but I don't have the time. <laughs> but yeah, I look at yeah, it's like, yeah, because I'm like you know, it's a good point. We're talking about Cabrian Hayes, like he's going to make that, but it's like mm, Kyle loses there. Like Kyle loses ninety three. If Kyle Lewis could be top 100 this year, how? Why can't Brian Hayes be top 100 next year? Hmm. You know, so that's why I felt like I said when I talked, like that's pretty damn aggressive, and I don't know about that. But as I'm looking at this list, I'm like, why? Why can't Brian Hayes be top 100 next year? I mean, if we think Brian Hayes does have a legit shot of winning National League Rookie of the Year this year, which I think he does, like Hmm. there's there's a few there's a handful of people you know, holdovers from last year that are going to be eligible. But Hayes certainly is one of those guys on the list where he could do it. And he'll have opportunities. Which yeah. That's, I mean, that's he'll, have, enough he'll have an entire have. season. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you have a few people like Bohm, Carlson. They're not going to be eligible, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because because of last year. So, I, mean, I think the early favorites, if you got to think NL Rookie of the Year, are Hayes and and Pache. I mean, those are those are probably the two guys who are going to have a whole season under their belt. True. Um, yeah. So I think we'll see. And I was going to say, um, guy that you might think, you know, I know it's a pitcher, and it's usually hard for pitchers to, to get them. But you would think, you know, Mackenzie Gore on the pedigree. Mackenzie Gore might get mm-hmm. it, how good he is, but Mackenzie Gore might not play in 2021. So he might not even play now. Yeah, check him off the list, right? Helping out Brian Hayes. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes. All right. So, I, again, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Brian Hayes, top 100 player next year? Maybe. Uh, let's move on to Dakota projection. So, those were finally released. Um... The top 100 I talked about, I had a little bit of issue with these. Some of them, I'm just like, wow, I'm dumbfounded. Maybe we can start with the, well, I guess we'll start first off. The Pirates aren't projected to be the worst team in baseball, Jim. The Pirates are second worst. Yeah. Ahead ahead Um, of Pittsburgh is the Colorado Rockies now. Deserving? And really, I guess it makes sense. I mean, the, the Rockies aren't good. I think the Rockies do have some pieces that, you know, could maybe push them over to the top, like Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman. Like, they've got still a couple of, like, star potential players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think – but you also have to keep in mind they're now in a division with two super teams. So yes, they're going to have to play the Dodgers and the Padres basically 38 times. So that will not help their win loss total. That will um, not help. <laughs> whereas, whereas the Pirates don't have anybody like that. I think, I think if we were looking at the standings, right? NL Central, the only division without a team projected to win ninety. Yes. Yes. So the NL Central 
the worst division, right? Um, that could potentially be the reason why why the Pirates might not finish 30th. It's just because they're not playing good teams. And that's honestly how I look at it too. Because you're right. I mean, we look at the Rockies. There's there's a lot of like stars and scrubs. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. like there's still Charlie Blackman. There's still Trevor Story. Those are really really talented people. But then there's also some really 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 bad players. Um, but but you're right. I mean, in that division, they got to face the Padres. They have to face the Dodgers. And I mean, we're talking super teams right now. Like this isn't just these are good teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, these teams have built up. They're super teams right now. Um, and it's not as if the Diamondbacks are terrible either. You know, like the teams that are above right. them. That's a very competitive division. So you're right. I feel like the Rockies are probably better than the Pirates. But just because of who they play, they're going to end up losing more games. Because you're right. The, the NL Central, we've been talking about it, you know, all offseason. How even last year, I mean, it was like if the Pirates weren't such in a bad situation right now, this would be the perfect time to go for it. Because of how mediocre to bad this division is. Uh, yep. And you're right. It's not as if any team out of the NL Central is coming out because they've just really pushed their chips in and they're so good. It's, it's just by default. Because everyone else is just that much more terrible. than. Um, so so you're right. I feel like there's going to be some wins and losses you know, mixed up in the NL Central that gives the Pirates maybe a few more victories than they should. Where the Rockies are, you know, they're getting taken advantage of and they're, they're getting all those L's. Um, but, again... It's it's second worst, you know. I feel it's probably the best mm-hmm. inches for the Pirates to get a top three pick. You know, as we mentioned, it, they're projected to be a top three pick, so that's good. Uh, but when you talk about the NL Central, so the Nolan Arenado trade just happened with the Cardinals. A lot of people have been anointing the Cardinals as the NL Central champions because of it, and Dakota has projected the Cardinals to be 500, third place. Yeah, yeah, they don't like them. <laughs> Topping the list in the NL Central is the Brewers with 89 wins, the Cubs with 85, again, the Cardinals 81, followed up by the Reds with 79 wins, and the Pirates with 61. The Brewers. And that's a pretty substantial, I mean, lead to mm-hmm. 89 wins to 85 of the Cubs and 81 of the Cardinals. I mean, yeah, eight, eight wins over the Cardinals. Interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, clearly looking on here, if, you know, what looking for a trend or what they see, they, they have Milwaukee as the best pitching staff in the division. They actually have Milwaukee as the best pitching staff as far as runs against, right? Um, out of anybody in the National League, except clearly, obviously, the Dodgers and the Padres, because they're obviously going to be the two best. But if you take the Dodgers and the Padres out, they, um, they're saying the Brewers – will allow the least amount of runs in uh, 2021. So that's, I guess that's the edge that they're getting there. Interesting. And, and we know the Cubs pitching is pretty bad, but they have some, they still have some star quality on the offense there. Um, I'm sure they'll, we saw Wilson Contreras at the top 100 player. I'm sure they're going to find some more uh, on their offensive side in there as well. The Cardinals, I feel are just kind of well-rounded in a sense. I mean, they're not good. I mean, they're not great. They're good. But they're just kind of well-rounded. Like, their mm-hmm. pitching staff is okay. Bullpen's okay. You know, their offense is okay. Definitely have some stars on the corners there. And Goldschmidt and yeah. Arenado now. Uh, and they just resigned Yachty. It's official, by the way. One year, $9 million. No trade clause. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, I actually I mentioned this to Bucko Mike <laughs> if we're gonna talk about it with the Cardinals and the Arenado trade. It's like when the trade happened, I I, I wasn't ready to just anoint them. I don't feel like they're clear head and shoulders over everyone else. I, I do believe they're the best team right now in the NL Central, but I just felt like the Brewers, Cubs, and Cardinals would be kind of well flip flopped, but also bunched up like a game or two apart from each other, not a game. So I'm kind of shocked of how well the Brewers are projected opposed to the Cardinals. Yeah, no. And I think, um, I think it just gonna, is going to depend a lot on, on just some, how some of these guys play for the Cardinals. Like does, does, is Paul DeYoung going to bounce back and have, and be the four to five win guy that he was is, um, you know, is Dylan Carlson going to bust out in his first full season? Is, you know, Matt Carpenter going to do anything? I know he's getting old, but yeah, I think that's the kind of what's holding the Cardinals back right now is, yeah, they've got Goldie and Arenado, but there's not really a third guy on that offense that you can kind of count, you can kind of point to and say, you know, you can count on him. Mm-hmm. Um the Brewers, very well-rounded team. They just acquired um, Marcus Semien, too. That's that's a big push. I mean, you could argue that, you know, value-wise, Marcus Semien's right there with Nolan Arenado. Um, <laughs> and just from from what he's been able to provide his teams, especially from, like, a an on-base standpoint lately. Um, okay. Back up real quick, real yeah. quick. Because I had to check this. Uh, Semien went to the Blue Jays. You're thinking of Wong. Wow. Oh. You're right. My bad. It's okay. Send me one to the Blue Jays. It's, <laughs> yeah. Not like, I don't do that all the time. <laughs> but so, I was like, wait a minute. They got Wong and Simeon. Like, I was like, hold on. Wait a second. So, Colton Wong. Colton <laughs> yes. Wong. Um, who's been a valuable player for the Cardinals, right? Um, good, good defensive. We both good, were good very defender. shocked that the Cardinals yeah. like, let him go. Yeah. I mean, they non-tendered him, right? The cheap I mean, Cardinals, right. Yeah. Didn't make sense. Um, so, Brewers have him. Brewers have... You know, and I don't know what they're going to do with Keston here. And now I guess move him to first, which I don't know if his bat plays as well there as it did at second. Um, obviously, they still have yeah, yeah, they could. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I feel like you've got to have him in the lineup though. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him exactly. Uh, but no, the, but the Brewers are well. Have. Yeah, it is. You know, having enough talent that you're not really sure what to do with it. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> But they, they have really good pitching staff, and I think that's kind of the differentiator right now. But at the end of the day, I think we're just going to see some Cardinals-Devil magic, right? Some 16th-round pick from the 2019 draft is just going to get called up randomly, right. and he's going to hit 360 with 25 home runs. It's just going to – I mean, it's just bound to happen. Well, we have to find out who the Pirates once drafted that didn't sign that the Cardinals end up drafting later. That's who it's going to yeah. be. Because there's got to be some yeah. Pirate mix in there too as well. Because that's just how things work. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I think that's that's, that's pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. I mean, I don't know if Pakoda, you know, sprinkles in the devil magic factor. But I, I think you and yeah, I, I don't think they do. That. Yeah, so, I don't think they do. Sprinkling a few more wins at least, but yeah. So I, again, I was I was kind of shocked that the Brewers were, like I said, more or less taking this division. Um, other ones though as well. So let's go with the NL West. You mentioned the Dodgers and Padres. That's been interesting because 
Everyone wants to stack up who's better. Uh, the Dodgers did just acquire Trevor Bauer. So, you know, the rich get richer, right? The Dodgers, 103 wins. The Padres, 96. Imagine, I mean, Pirates fans are, mm-hmm. you know, we're well aware of this. But imagine like 96 wins and you're just so far away from the division. You know, again, those Cardinals, yeah. right? Um, yeah. The D-backs, 79. The Giants, 75. Rocky, 60, of course. So I, I don't have any real issue with that. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say the Dodgers are still like seven games better than Padres, but damn, you know, like just damn. Padres do all that work this this offseason still. Just can't get it done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it'll be closer than that or not. The the two teams are so good, and but the, the the, the, the Dodgers are so good too. It's, it's insane. Um, I, I think, I think the Dodgers clearly have like the more actually have more of the star power, especially like in that pitching rotation, like the Padres rotation is, is good. Obviously they, they have them here as allowing the least amount of runs of any team in baseball. Um, but you know, the Dodgers kind of have those big names, right? Kershaw, Price, um, Bauer. Um, Padres have Darvish, right? Big one. But as far as – and Snell. But as far as, like, I think the Dodgers, the offensively, too, are just so, so strong. Like, there's not, there's not a position on the Dodgers – that they still might get weak. Justin Turner. Yeah, he's just like they're like, hey, maybe we can get you back. <laughs> yeah, I think the way to sum up like the Dodgers, right? Because you're right. I mean, they are so good. They have so much depth. The best way to talk about it is just just say the name Gavin Lux. Just Gavin Lux. This guy is mm-hmm. still a Dodger. I mean. You're talking about a top prospect in baseball that no one's ever heard of right now because he's just kind of stashed away in the Dodgers' depth. We're talking about Cabrian Hayes and how he might be a top 100 player next year, and and can he be like the face of the Pirates franchise? And Gavin Lux is is well better than Cabrian Hayes. He's been touted, you know, in the prospect listings, well, you know, higher than Cabrian Hayes, and he's just stashed away in the Dodgers with like nowhere to play. Yeah, that's the Dodgers for you. I do think this is the year that Lux starts at second base. I think um, so. I mean, it's going to be it's, it's going to be second base though, like not shortstop, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think this year. I mean, the, the room's there for him now, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's funny. Like you have to ask that question: Is this year Gavin Lux yeah. starts for the Dodgers? Is he good enough now to be on the Dodgers? You know, he's a top five prospect in baseball. Is he now good enough to play for the Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I think now what you could do, especially if you if you don't bring Turner back, you can move Muncie to third, Lux to second, Seager at short. Mm-hmm. Just an insane, but then, insane. Right, and then the Dodgers could say, you know what, we're going to get Justin Turner. It's like, all right, well. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm yeah, Gavin back Lux, utility player. <laughs> Man, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm looking looking at these projections for the for the Dodgers too, and they're just insane. <laughs> they're so good. They really like Will Smith. 
really like Will Smith. Getting jiggy with it. He is. It's my dude. Uh, we'll move on to the NL East here. Um, this is interesting. So the Mets at 96 wins, winning it. The Nationals 85, Phillies 83, Braves at 82, and the Marlins all the way down at 68. So no love for the Marlins on their playoff berth last year. 68 wins. Uh, I think the thing that stands out to me is Braves at 82. Fourth place in this division. Are the Braves really worse than the Nationals right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess looking at this, it was kind of surprising to see the um, the gap, right? So, like, you have the Mets being 11 wins better than the next team in the projections. And then you've got Nationals, Phillies, Braves kind of all bundled there together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Braves are better than the Nationals. That's me. I think the Braves are better than 11 games. You know, actually, this, this has them here at – 14 games behind the Mets. I think that's, that's I think that's absurd. a little bit too much. Yeah, I think that's too much. I do think the Mets have obviously pushed their way to the top of the division with all their moves that they've had this offseason. But I don't think it's by that much. Like, And I think the Braves are the number two team there. And I don't think it's that big of a gap. And, and I think my thing too is, <clears throat> you're all right. And like, they're also getting guard back this year um, off of Tommy John. And I'm sure his projections look decent enough to, you know, put those standings up there and whatnot. But like, I feel like as we talked about with the Cardinals, you know, Picotto isn't smart enough to sprinkle in the devil magic for them. And I don't think the, the Picotto is smart enough to sprinkle in the, the Mets issues. Like you just know they're going to fall apart. <laughs> Something's going to happen. So right? The projections look good. Like everything on paper looks good. But we damn well know the Mets are not winning 96 games this year. Uh, so yeah. I think that's where it is. But even with that said, like, I'm just kind of really shocked that, yes, the Mets are that much better than the Braves. Like, how disrespected are the Braves being right now with, with these projections? I mean, they're a good team. I, I know they need some pitching help. They mm-hmm. definitely do. But 82 went. And, and like you mentioned, also being worse than Nationals and the Phillies. Like, wow. Yeah, a I, I, little surprising there. Um, I guess I guess maybe it's their pitching. Soroka, Soroka won't – is Soroka going to be back? I guess is that – do we know? Um, thinking, I guess he should be, yeah. I mean, he'll he, at least be back like at Achilles. some point. I don't know if yeah. he'll be ready at opening day. So, I mean, pitching-wise, they should be okay. But, again, probably not on the Mets' level. Um, yeah, I, so that's what – that was surprising. Just because I feel like to – like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Cunha Jr., Ozzy Albies, that trio is so good um, that it, yeah, I, they're going to win more than 82 games. Just It's going to happen. I think they're going to be more around a 90-win team. Uh, Just just to give an update on it, yeah, it says here Soroka is expected to be ready to throw by the time spring training begins. So, he's as if he will. Yeah, I think think the Braves are more like a 90-win team than an 82-win team. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Now, that also is a very competitive division. So, you know, much like how 
they're going to trade off some wins. I mean, it's going to be kind of bundled up there. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're closer to a 90-win team than an 80-win team. Let's go mm-hmm. over to the AL. We'll go over to the AL West, I guess. The Astros at 93, Angels at 87, A's at 80, Mariners 70, Rangers 67. Eh, I'm cool with that. That, actually, that, that Angels projection actually puts them in the playoffs. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. If we could have some Mike Trout postseason this year, that'd be nice. My God, can we? Like, for the good of baseball. <laughs> right. Come on, Angels. <laughs> uh, anything you really want to dive into about that division? I think the, the Astros are clearly still the best team. Um, even with all the losses they had this year, they're mm-hmm. they're the best. Uh, their, their system also, I mean, people kind of forget that, you know, they, they really, they built that championship team. Um, but they still had a lot of people behind kind of waiting in the wings. Um, and, and those, those guys are primed and ready to go now. They, they, they should be good. True. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the AL East. This is also an interesting one. So the Yankees at 97, Rays at 86, Blue Jays, 85, Red Sox, 80, and then Orioles, 60. So, to me, another one was a very competitive division, especially for three teams. The Red Sox are kind of, eh, they're just kind of hanging in there. But it, it seems like the Blue Jays, the Rays, Yankees are all trying to really fight to, you know, for this division. Well, maybe the Blue Jays more than the Rays. The Rays are just kind of comfortable right now. Uh, yeah. But I think, again, like, so the Yankees being 97 wins, you know, 11 games better than the next team me that seems a little bit aggressive too especially i mean with their pitching issues they always have they're a good team but i don't know mm-hmm. i think the, the blue jays are really coming around i like the blue jays and the, the rays are still the rays are still good see i think we see a big drop off from the rays this year i think yeah. i don't I, I think these projections are high i think the blue jays are the second best team in that division and I think the Yankees run away with it. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they run away with it. That team's good. It's I, I think that's a hundred win team. I just, <laughs> and again, I feel it's on paper projections and such, but like that rotation just outside of Garrett Cole, it's just risk after risk. After risk, after risk, after risk, you know that that is what worries me. You know, I mean Severino coming back, Tommy John, and then he had was a shoulder injury, I believe. And we all know about Jameson Tyone. It's just you know, it's it's so risky to me that I I don't know if I'm ready to anoint them as a 97 win. Um, but I I get it. I mean that offense, of course, is just studs. And, and like you mentioned about John Carlos Stan earlier, I mean if this guy can stay on the field. That him and Judge, you, you, your issue with the Cardinals was yeah. like who's their number three guy after you know Goldschmidt and Arenado. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the Yankees lineup. Like, who's their number nine guy? That could be their number three guy in the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that offense yeah. is definitely loaded. I just really worry about the pitching for that. So with the pitching, I think. And it kind of goes back to like those Yankees teams, like of the, those dynasty Yankee teams, right. Where you had, you had pitchers who, I mean, you, you clearly had a few dominant guys, right. Um, 
but you also had pitchers who just went out there and didn't suck. <laughs> like you just had <laughs> pitchers like who like weren't bad. They were, they were fine, but the offense is so good that it didn't matter. Um, yeah. The other thing too, is that this bullpen is just insane. Um, just if you get the ball, if you have a lead in the sixth inning, like you're going to win. Um, I mean, you've got you know, Zach Britton, Chad Green, Aroldis Chapman, Darren O'Day. It's just, they're, they're really good. Um, and, and so I don't, I don't really think the starters have to be that good. You know, if Tyone goes out there and he's average, that's fine. If Kluber goes out there and he's average, I think that's fine. If Debbie Garcia is average, that's fine. Like it's, I think, I think the offense is good enough that it doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess that's that's fair enough because their offense is so good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's also a very <sighs> offensively gifted division. I mean, you have well, I don't know. Yeah, the Rays have kind of dropped off a bit. Offensively, I don't know though. The Blue Jays, so good, they're getting so good too. I, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, it's not that terrible, I guess. Um, Orioles are still trash though. We can agree. We can agree. The, the rankings, the lineups is pretty much right on par. I mean, the Rays yeah. and Blue Jays, I do believe the Blue Jays are better too. It's only a one-game difference. And, you know, if it was Blue Jays in third place by one game, I want to be like, oh, my. All right, so let's finish it up on the AL Central because this is the one that really jumps. So the Twins are at 91 wins, winning the division. Second up, not the White Sox, Jim. Not the White Sox. The Indians still. Who are dumping salary? The Indians at 86 wins, then the White Sox at 83, the Royals at 71, Tigers 67, also still trash. Mm-hmm. The Indians, Jim? Pakota loves the pitching. <laughs> what loves the WTF? pitching? WTF? What is going on here? Yeah. What yeah, disrespect to the White Sox? Yeah, that is that is kind of crazy that they have Cleveland over over Chicago. Um, I probably wouldn't do that. I but again, Cleveland's one of those teams where I think, like I think Cleveland is still pretty sneaky good, even though they have they they don't pay anybody. Their payroll is at forty million dollars, basically. It's it's really kind of right there with the Pirates, but that pitching rotation is really solid. Um, that that could that could carry him, especially if Bieber is the guy that he was that has been. Like Shane Bieber is lights out, like he, he's he's just yeah. been been insane. He was um, he was just completely dominant last year. Yeah, and then with Savali and um, Plesac and with McKenzie up now, like they're those those are those are four good young pitchers that I don't even think any of them are in arbitration yet. Bieber, maybe. I don't know if he is. I don't know if Bieber is. Yeah, Yeah. let me look that up, too. But, I mean, you are right in the sense of it's not going to be a terrible team. I mean, they've made some pretty big trades the past few years. What's funny, too, is, like, imagine this team. Now, I know Clevenger's hurt, but maybe doesn't get traded or maybe doesn't get hurt. We're just playing hypotheticals here. Like, this team could have had Clevenger and Lindor still this year. Yeah, right. So they got a lot of 
depth. And of course, they had the quality players that trade away to get that depth. But it's like uh, now, opposed like Jose Ramirez, that offense is like, eh. The outfield's still really, really bad. You know, and, and the pitching is really good. The pitching is good. And I'll give that to you. So I don't know. And, and you are right. Yeah. Uh, Bieber is not. Bieber is our eligible in yeah. 2020. So. Yeah. So he's still making a minimum. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think the Rosario signing was something too, right? I mean, that 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 actually was a nice nice signing that they had because he's you know, he didn't play very well last year, but it was he a had fine a, he had a, signing. He had a nice 2019. Um, so he's someone who can kind of go in there in that middle of the lineup with um, with Jose Ramirez, and and I mean in the in the uh, in the Clevenger deal, they also acquired Framil Reyes, which I think he can hit. I don't know if he can do anything else, but he can hit. Um, Play DH. And and they also are another team that have some young guys coming up. You know, you look at Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones is kind of right on the the you know the doorstep there. Andre Jimenez, who they acquired from the Mets, I like. Um, yeah, so. Uh, their their offense isn't terrible, and I think it's good enough to win games with the pitching that they have. But still, with that being said, but I still don't think they're better than the White offense Sox. is really yeah, good. So, the White yeah. Sox, yeah. you also have some really good pitching. The White Sox, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just kind of I'm really dumb about when I that was the most shocking thing to me of this entire thing. Was just seeing the Indians at eighty six wins and above the White Sox. So, yeah, wow, the disrespect. I'm disrespectful. Disrespect. You know what? It's the um, the the Tony Larusa effect. <laughs> so Pakoda, Pakoda was smart enough to sprinkle that one in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then, all right. Oh man. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our show. Yeah, we uh, we'll talk about MLB's deadening the baseball. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow on a lot. Yeah, we'll say some things there. There you go. So that's our show. Anything else you wanted to say? Wrap up here with Jim. I think that is all. Um, yeah, let's sign up major. Let's, are we gonna? How about this? Yes or no? Are the Pirates gonna sign a free agent to a major league deal? I just I mean, they keep saying they're they're looking to acquire. Now they do also say through sign or trade. Um, so I guess I mean I have to say yes. Doesn't I don't know who, who what they're gonna trade. Uh, has to be yes. So, somebody, somebody, right? You would think. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I um, think it's a yes, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Then we get to break that down, and Jim can tell you how that how that person's not terrible. Exactly. But, <laughs> all right. Well, c- catch us uh, tomorrow, and it's not live. And then we'll see you guys later. Bye bye.